This is the PMP Industry Insider Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome out to another episode of the PMP Industry Insider Podcast, where we look at what is changing in the industry and we take it to the front lines to those that are driving those changes in the industry. My name is Donnie Shelton, owner of Triangle Home Services, which holds Triangle Pest Control as well as Triangle Lawn, as well as the CEO of Comarch, a digital marketing and sales services for the home services organization or industry and organization. How about that? Uh, for Pest and Lawn. And with me, as always, is the highly in shape, highly intelligent, highly, uh, I don't know how many, I don't know how many adverbs I can give you there, Dan, but, uh, but highly Mr. Gordon, yeah, as high, <laughs> as highly as high can be. How's that in, right. in a good way? Hi so. everybody, Dan Gordon, PCO bookkeeper, PCO M&A specialists. Uh, we do obviously fractionalized CFO work for the pet control industry and lawn care, as well as exit planning services. And it is a pleasure today to have Two very, very esteemed guests, and I will let you introduce them, Donnie. Yes. Well, our topic is something today that I really, really suck at. The topic is motivating your team <laughs> through recognition. I wish I were better at this. Luckily, I have folks working with me now who are pretty good at this, but I traditionally have sucked at this really, really bad. But we are very excited. Today, we got Emily Thomas Kendrick, as well as Tim Pollard of Eric Cerny is with us, um, and we are excited to be speaking with both Emily and Tim. They obviously are with Eric Cerny in Atlanta. Emily is now the CEO at Arrow, uh, which her grandparents founded in 1964. She represents the third generation of her of the family and began her career at Arrow in 1998 after graduating from Vanderbilt. She has served in a variety of positions throughout the company, including residential commercial operations as well as sales. IT, which she actually helped with right before this podcast. That's probably a story to tell later. And marketing. And in 2003, she was promoted to COO, president in 2008, and CEO in 2010. So, Emily, I'm going to introduce Tim, but I want to say welcome to the podcast. Donnie, Dan, thank you guys so much for having us. We're super pumped. I love, love, love your podcast. And it's always a pleasure to listen. So, keep them coming. Thank you very much. We also have with us today, Mr. Tim Pollard. Tim is the president and COO at Arrow, and he joined the company as a senior vice president in sales in 2009 and was promoted to COO in 2012. Before that, he as well served in various sales, marketing, and leadership roles at the Dow Chemical Company. So guys and Tim, welcome to the podcast. Grateful Thank to have you, you here. Thank you, Donnie, Dan. Great to be here. Thank you much. Well, let's jump right in, guys. Um, you know, we, we said we're going to talk about something that I really suck at, which is motivating your team through recognition. And so I really want to start with just kind of setting the foundation for our discussion here. And, and the first question really is, you know, what, in your opinion, is the business case for formal employee recognition? So <clears throat> I'll, I'll start out there, um, Tim. You know, at Arrow, we've got eight core values. And um, one of them is very intentional and it's uh, motivation. And uh, the way we define that at, um, at our organization is we're gonna celebrate the success, recognizing and rewarding the achievements of individuals and teams, okay? And quite frankly, I think that's where the gold is, if you will. Um, we're, I mean, to say we're big believers in recognition and incentives is, 
um, uh, an understatement. <laughs> we have a great deal of um, formal recognition programs and incentive programs at Arrow. And honestly, we, we invest heavily in them and we have for decades. And, you know, when you, when you say the business case, you know, my mind immediately goes to, um, you know, equating, hey, dollars in, dollars out. But, yes. and, and I, I'd be remiss if I didn't say, I mean, the intangibles associated with formal recognition are huge. And I don't know, I, I can't really overstate that enough. Um, you know, the, I mean, if you think about the business case for motivating team members to achieve goals that in turn lead to desired results, um, you know, for the company while providing them an awesome experience in the process, um, that's, that's what it's all about. And like I said, we have a number of those programs and probably too many to get into all the details of every one. But I'll, I'll tell you, it's kind of, um, you know, after our culture, it's, it's, it's a bedrock of, of this family company. So, Tim, I don't know if you want to kind of go into highlighting a few of those, especially um, our incentive trips and things like yeah. that. You bet. I'll just add on to that, Emily. So really, I mean, the business case pretty simply in our mind is, you know, happy, motivated team members uh, perform at a real high level. And uh, that's going to lead to, you know, better results for the company because they're going to take really good care of your customers. And uh, that's just going to lead to great results. But of course, uh, you say, well, well, how do you go about doing that? Well, there's a lot of informal things you can do, but there's a lot of formal things. I mean, we are we believe in incentives real strong, right? We have a lot of incentives that we put out for folks. Um, you know, not only let's say if you've got a service guy who's out running his route and he's paid on production, okay, well, there's an incentive there, right? Okay, I gotta produce to get paid. But there's more than that. What about if you incentivize them in such a way to where if they achieve certain goals then they get to go on an annual trip to a really nice destination and bring a guest for the weekend? Um, so that, you know, there's some additional motivation uh, tied to that versus, Hey, I'm just doing my job and, uh, you know, making that investment in them to where we try to give them an experience that maybe would be really hard for them to replicate on their own. And they can be able to try something and be able to achieve something, uh, where normally that's not something they'd be able to do. We call those trips for us, pinnacle trip. We call it premier. We have something we talk about, a program called Circle of Diamonds, Circle of Success. I mean, look, we've got a lot of these things and I'm sure we can talk about those as we go through, but we are a big believer in that. And really it's all about motivating that team member to take care of the customer and be happy doing it. If they're happy doing it, they're gonna be happy taking care of the customers. So there's a lot of qualitative, um, things that you can look at when you do that. But Emily, you had said, when you think of business case, what about dollars in, dollars out? Is there anything, I mean, do you have any KPIs or anything that you actually tie back to the employee recognition? Is there something that uh, that you can measure? Is, uh, you know, um, obviously uh, from production, yeah. from retention, yeah. from sales, things like that. Well, I, let me say a few things, and then specifically on on production and retention, I'm going to let uh, Tim talk a little bit about that. 
But, um, you know, you know, we talked about the business case. I certainly know the exact dollars that go into it. (laughs) I can tell you that. And (laughs) yeah, that's that's about two percent of our annual revenue. Um, So, you know, anywhere from six to eight million dollars a year, which I will tell you is the very best money we spend. Um, But, you know, you talk about recognition. I mean, it's one thing for folks to, whether it's through these, you know, we have various incentive trips, like Tim mentioned, or um, sales summits where we all come together, learn something, and then we always are going to be giving out rewards at those. You know, to get to get recognized in front of your peers is very important, right? But to get recognized in front of your um, your wife, your spouse, your partner. Some people bring their best friend on these trips. Some people bring one of their kids. That's a whole different deal. And you want to see somebody really light up and, and bask in that sunlight. You, you, um, you really celebrate them in front of the people they love. And, you know, we, we learned that a long time ago. You know, for these incentive trips, um, we years ago started sending out, everybody's got a, a goal right? A sales goal in this, in this instance. And quarterly, we would sit, we send postcards to people's homes. And we're not so much sending it to our team member, because um, they already know, but it'll have a real pretty picture about where we're going the next year. And you know, hey, are you on budget? We're sending it to mama or to daddy or to somebody's daughter who wants her dad to take her, you know, down to Orlando so they can go to Disney World. And I'm going to tell you something that really helps drive these incentive programs. Um, it really does. And, you know, I, I look at just just the last I mean, we're on our 12th year in a row of double digit revenue growth in the last 10 years alone, um, fueled by new sales and retention of our awesome clients. We've grown revenue over two hundred and seven million dollars. Um, to where we are now at, at 317 million. And, you know, you, I, I can go on and on, you know, whether it be revenue, new sales, pre-tax profit, um, customer, customer experience scores, um, internal experience scores, they all tie, you know, all the recognition and uh, motivation we do ties directly to those numbers. I, I mean, it, it just does. I was so going to say, so I want to, I want to play devil's advocate here just for a second. Sure. Um, so, and, and by the way, this is going to sound awful. Like, I don't even know if I should ask this question because now people are going to take do this it, episode do it. and they're going to send it to Triangle and be like, you see, you see what kind of guy Donnie is? No. I, <laughs> <laughs> so, no, but I, I do want to, you know, so when I was in the military, you know, I saw sometimes this not work in the sense that it was done the wrong way, you know, a recognition for yeah. doing the basics. And I think about coaches like Bill Belichick, right. Or, or Nick Saban, I don't see them high-fiving, like, you know, this, the do your job philosophy. It's like, yeah. And those are high performance teams. And maybe there's some recognition that's happening behind the scene, but you know, those coaches are not the rah-rah type. And so I'm just, I'm wondering, you know, we talk about business performance metrics like, do you guys look at like employee retention? Are you looking at customer? I mean, is there anything that you could like definitively say, hey, we started this recognition program and here's what it did to one of our critical numbers. And I know it's a difficult path. It's almost like 
training, right? You, 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 you invest in training and everything gets better, but can you do a direct time? There's not. And I'm just curious. I, I've not been able to do that. And I've been so afraid of doing it the wrong way and getting a neg negative consequence. I've been very slow, you know, to do it, to try to go overboard, I guess is my point. Does that question make any sense whatsoever? What I just said? Yeah, I'll, I'll jump in there, Donnie. I mean, you know, if you look at it and say, okay, I'm putting this in and I want to measure this specific thing back out. The one thing really that you can go to that's the most tangible and immediate, of course, is your sales number, right? Okay, if you have an incentive program and it's based on incentivizing sales, well, then obviously you can measure that. that that's pretty easy to measure. Uh, we also use a program called Listen360 uh, where we can measure retention of customers. Uh, so obviously that's the net promoter score, right? So that's the one where, you know, you get, you send out the survey to your customers, you get the information back and that's a tangible number that comes and you're able to measure, hey, how are we doing in that regard? And we can do that by service. We can do that by service center. We can take it all the way down to the technician level. In our case, we call technician service professional, but you can take it all the way to that level. So you start to measure this. And again, our, our business case really is, hey, we know if we've got a real uh, motivated, happy team member, then they're going to do a better job of taking care of that. And we've got we've got some tangible metrics to score it. Now, we get a report every day on Listen360. Now, the, there's no way, you know, we've got 3000 team members now, so there's no way Emily and I are going to go through every one. But we have processes in place at the regional level, through our region VPs, through our service center managers, where they are looking at that and we have access to it and we can look at it at a high level and see how it's going overall. But obviously to be able to control it and manage it, you have to get down into the weeds, so to speak. So you have to be able to manage that on a more uh, closer level to where it's happening. Uh, but to say, hey, we've got a KPI every morning that shows up and says, how did we do against the investment we made in our folks? Obviously, we're not doing that. And part of our approach in that is, you know, we're going to invest in our folks that way because that's part of our culture. And that's just, that's part of what we do. And it's led to good results and good success uh, within the company, but it's also just part of who we are and why we want to go about doing it. We had uh, somebody on, I don't remember Donnie, somebody who did a net promoter score with their employees. Do you do mm -hmm. anything like that? I mean, how does that, I, I would imagine that, you know, happy employees make happy customers. Uh, and, and, yeah, and well, uh, you can use some of that technology, Dan, to uh, measure uh, how your employees feel about certain situations. Uh, it's, you know, usually a little more uh, regional and focused, I guess. Uh, but we also do it through external sources. And what I mean by that is uh, literally we're just, you know, getting information about best places to work. And, you know, we've been recognized as one of the top USA workplaces uh, to work. We've been recognized uh, here in Metro Atlanta as one of the top workplaces. And two years ago, we were nominated the top workplace in Metro Atlanta to work. And that the beauty in that is, and to your question, Dan, that comes straight from your team members. OK, you can't control this at all. They send the survey straight to your team members. The team members fill it out. Actually, there's a lot of requirements on what you can't do to make sure that you're not trying to influence the response. And then it goes straight back to the third party and then goes to the organizations that are doing this. 
and you don't even know if you've won until they reach out to you and say, hey, you're in the field. Then they don't even tell you where you're at at that point until like this reveal session. So like you could be number one and you don't even realize it because you know they're not going to tell you till you get to this reveal session. So there's a lot of different ways to go about it. That's one that's been pretty effective for us. But you know, when, oh, uh, you, yeah. when you say, can you overdo, um, you know, a, a, a team member recognition, you know, you know, um, I wish I could be as cool a cat as Nick Saban or Bill Belichick. I mean, I can get my hoodie like Belichick and put it on and try and act like a cool cat, but I'm not. I'm like a big golden retriever and my style and, and quite frankly, Tim, part of Tim's style is, you know, we, we love to love on our people. It's just what we do. I learned it from my dad and my grandfather and, and I always say, for better or worse, the more the better, okay? Because, you know, y'all know this, it's a people business, right? Absolutely. And these folks are the lifeblood of our, our entire company. But, you know, from time to time, can something come up where you go, okay, mm, um, I'm not sure this will ever be enough. I mean, a, a great example of that recently that Tim and I talked about, and we're not going to change it. I, I'm, I'm thrilled we're able to do it. But we have 11 paid holidays at Arrow and 11. Uh, my grandmother is turning over in her grave as I say that. <laughs> and, um, you know, we'll still have some people who are like, only 11? And I'm thinking to myself, I mean, how many right. other holidays are there? <laughs> right. yeah. I mean, the yeah. federal government does. <laughs> what about National Hot Dog Day? Where were you yeah. at on that one? <laughs> well, today yeah. Chocolate Day. So just so you're wondering, today is National Hot yeah. Chocolate Day. We had a donut truck come to the front campus, serve hot chocolate, made fresh donuts, so we're good to go. Our, our uh, service centers um, celebrated National Hot Chocolate Day. They had hot chocolate and goodies and stuff going. I mean, look, maybe we overdo it a little, you know, but, um, but, but you know, it, it works. It, it's worked for us. And I think that's a fantastic way of doing it. I, I mean, the one place where I've seen people really screw this up are contests or recognition where there can only be one. Um, I saw this a lot early in my career. You know, folks would, you know, you'd set some metric that's just to say it's 98% customer satisfaction or whatever. And then there would be the the employee of the month or the employee of the year. And, you know, everyone is hitting the mark. Maybe everyone's hitting 99%. And then it's like only one gets it. And then the other, you know, percent kind of feels like, man, you know, because it, 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 sometimes when the numbers are that close, it's very, very difficult. So I know at Triangle, what we do is we set a standard. And if we have 10 people hit it, they all get rewarded. If we have zero hit it, then I mean, it's just we, we really try to stick to the standard, not to there has to be someone who's the, you know, employee of the quarter or employee of the month. Not saying that's the way that you should do it. That's, the, that's my philosophy on it. So Don, mm -hmm. just, uh, that's what we do as well. Yeah. Yeah, to add to that, what I would tell you is one of the reasons we've been able to keep it exciting and motivating for people, I think, is because we've held to the standard, right? Okay, here, here's the standard. Now, that's going to look a little different depending on where you're at. I mean, let's say there's a sales metric tied to that. Well, Metro Atlanta is going to be a little different than some other areas that are maybe in more rural areas, right? So it's not the same one exactly. I mean, we you know, modify and customize it in such a way. 
But by holding to that, then people know, hey, I've got a fair chance to make that. You know, the worst thing can ever happen, Donnie, and to your point, we've probably all been in situations where somebody handed us a goal or a metric and we looked at it and went, that is completely <laughs> unachievable. And literally, like we threw it in a drawer or we threw it away and said, it's, it's worthless. So, you know, the whole quarter or year or whatever the time frame was, it was totally worthless. And one of the things we talk about when we're putting these together is we don't want anybody to look at that and go, well, there's no way I can do that. We want them to look at it and go, hey, I've got a chance. You know what? I'm going to push. I'm going to work towards this. Right. I, I will so add one more thing to this and then we'll, we'll move on from this very topic. But it's actually a pretty funny story. So you, you guys know I, I grew up in the military and I, I just retired last year and in the latter part of my career, I was I was flying and I'll never forget this. I was a lieutenant and I walked in to our squadron one day and they're like, hey, Shelton, you're the you're the pilot of the quarter. <laughs> I'm like, really? They're like, yeah. I'm like, well, how did I get that? They're like, well, you hadn't got it yet. So we needed to we, we wanted to make sure you got it. <laughs> <laughs> government. It's the government at its Nothing special. It's the, <laughs> you didn't follow I'm up. so jaded. You know, <laughs> because it was like I had done nothing. It's like, well, you hadn't got it yet, and we thought it looked good for you, so we we gave you, you know, the, the pot of the quarter. I'm like, okay. So, <laughs> so thank you. So you I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you guys uh, had mentioned uh, incentive trips. So what are some of the things, what are some of the big things that you've done on the trips or off the trips for employee recognition? What are, what are some of those, um, what, what, you know, hot chocolate and donuts? Uh, what, what else do you have? Well, last year we took, and Emily, you jump in here, but I mean, just an example, last year on one of our trips, we went to Orlando. And so obviously we're trying to do something different, right? Versus sitting in a ballroom and having people walk across the stage. Give so them an experience, you know right? We're going to give them an experience. So we, we rented out uh, Universal Orlando. Now, granted, I realize not every company is going to be able to block off. It basically, they blocked off Harry Potter world for us. So we went in to this huge amphitheater. We did kind of a, a presentation there where we recognized everybody, fed them, you know, gave them drinks, you know, had a great time. And then as soon as that was over, they had free run of Harry Potter World where they could just go get on rides and ride for the rest of their night. Right. So that's what when we say an experience that they couldn't replicate, that's the kind of thing we're talking about. We um, just to piggyback on that a little because um, this was just crazy because they over time they just get crazier and we at the end of each one we go oh my goodness how are we going to top that you know because we want to we want to give our our folks that experience and um one of the trips was in um it was actually in dc uh late this past summer and i don't know how our chief development officer is kevin burns and he helps he helps drive these and i don't know how he pulled this off but he said guys guys envision it we're going to rent the national cathedral for an evening and we're going to have a big banquet there okay and we're going to have the national choir um the national cathedral choir come in and sing and i'm like kevin buddy i, I don't think you can do that i don't like it's a church that people go to i don't think that and he's like oh no they do rent it out and it was so cool to be able to give people that experience I, I wouldn't know how to, you know, replicate that experience, but, but, you know, I, I want to make a point on this. 
we we have grown and grown and grown. We've been around 58 years. Um, and obviously, we weren't always able to do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just look at, I go back to when my dad first got in the business in 72, the company was doing about 300,000. When my grandfather passed in 78, we were doing about 850,000. Okay. So in that, in that range, they would still, that what they did, and it was a experience for um, our folks is they did a company wide fishing trip. Now you weren't talking about a ton of people, right? And they drive down to Florida for the weekend and uh, they, they would go to crystal river, Florida. And it was just a great co- time of camaraderie fishing and just, you know, getting away and, and doing something different. And, you know, those just kind of grew over the years, but it doesn't have to be, you know, renting out the Harry Potter world for the evening or the national cathedral. I mean, that's, that's pretty over the top. Um, yeah. And, you know, we're just to where we can do things like that. It doesn't so, have to be over the top. Let, let's talk about that because, you know, we, we do have a lot of listeners who are smaller. They may be, you know, 2 million, 1 million, may not even be a million. And I, I did the same thing. I remember, you know, our Christmas parties when I first started was Danny's barbecue. I'd say, hey, everybody meet me over there at 11. And we didn't have enough to fill two tables. And that was, you know, that's what we did, right? That's all we could do. But I'm, I'm just curious to hear from you guys. If you, I mean, what do you think are some simple things that maybe the, the smaller companies with limited budget, because a lot of times I think recognition is pretty free, right? You don't have to spend a ton of money to, to do it, get it right. But what are some ideas you guys have uh, that, you know, some simple things yeah. that a smaller company well, could that, do? Donnie, being, you know, having your military career, you've probably heard of challenge coins, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. I had not. So to, I, know, I know we're just on audio. People can't see us, but we're looking at each other on a video right now. And Tim's holding it up to the screen. This is one of our challenge coins. Tim, why don't you, this was, this was Tim's idea. And when he first told me about it, I was like, well, that's cute. That's sweet. It's a titch cheesy, but I, I'm in. You know, it turned out to be huge. It was huge. Timbo. How does it work? So, so real simply, and obviously you can't see it for folks that are listening, but it's just what we call a challenge coin. On one side of the coin is our logo. And on the back of it, it says, win the day. So our theme for one of our years, we do a theme every year, right? Something to kind of focus on for that year, use it as a way for like professional development and something to kind of keep us going throughout the year. So our theme for that year was win the day. And so what we did, we created a challenge coin. And when we caught somebody doing something right, we said, you know what? We want to give them a challenge coin and we want to give them a win the day challenge coin. And we said, listen, don't just go up and hand it to them and say, Hey, Donnie, you haven't got one yet, so I'm going to give you one. No, so we're going to give you a quarterly pilot. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's be very specific about what they did. Do it in front of their peers and then take a picture of them and send it to us. And we're going to share that throughout the company. And you know what? Something that simple. It was quite amazing, but it was done in a way that was meaningful. And I think that's key, right? People knew, hey, this was meaningful. And Emily, I know you've got a great story of one of our guys who thought it was just fantastic. Listen, I'm taking notes, Tim, by the way. I am. No, you know, I've had. You got to change, change it up, Donnie. I know military, this. Program, uh, I cannot believe. <laughs> now it was it was a little different in the military than what they just described. 
I love Win the Day. What a fantastic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What, what was it? Win the Day, Your Epic Life. And, yeah. um, and, and you know, I, I, this is the funniest damn thing you're ever going to hear. So, so here we are. This was 2020, 2021. We um, put it out there. And, and basically, the goal was for every single person in the company to end up with one at the end of the year. And maybe we got close to that. You know, you're, of course, going to have turnover and stuff. But when I say this meant the world to people, they're posting it. I mean, night after night after night on social media. And, and like, this is a truly, they'd say this is one of the most meaningful things I've ever had happen at a workplace. So we've got a guy who is one of the best salespeople I've ever seen in my entire career. Okay. He was uh, one of our top salespeople for uh, decades, and now he's in sales management. We've, dudes, we've taken this guy all over the world. We've given, you know, we've, we've done nice blazers. We've, you know, he's got too many trophies and plaques for an office, okay? And he sends me a message and says that this coin, this win the day coin, is the single most meaningful recognition he's ever gotten in his life. His life. That he's been all over the world. Yes. And this, this was it. it Tim, I'm going to tell you something. Timbo hit it out of the park with this one. So what <laughs> is it that, what is it that makes it so much? So if you, if you've got a, you know, one of these uh, incentive trips and you're on a stage and you recognize somebody in front of everybody, what is it that makes this better or more meaningful than getting up on stage and getting recognized? What, what is it? Well, I'll jump in and say, I guess it's different for everybody. Right. But I think it was something that was just very personable and it was done uh, almost immediate so you know if we had a team member that did something for a customer that day more than just taking care of their role right help the customer and maybe the customer called in you know we got a, an attaboy or whatever and then they were recognized it was something immediate it was done from their direct supervisor and in front of their peers so to me i think that's what makes it so meaningful to folks plus everybody wanted one of the coins you know, because it's cool, right? I mean, it, it's a cool coin. And it's and engraved. I mean, it really is cool. I, I, I've got this on my desk. I play with it every day. I gave myself one. No, I'm just kidding. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm doing a good job. Here's a coin. You're awesome. On those things, like uh, we have this designation called Circle of Diamonds, which our service center managers can achieve for making uh, requirements and qualifying on an annual basis for their service center. Well, we created this huge piece of glass that looks like a diamond and sits on a very nice base, you know, and obviously you guys listen on the radio can't see, but it is substantial. It's really nice. And the whole idea is when somebody walks into their office and they're with Arrow, they see that they know instantly what it is. And then when they see them on their bookshelf and they've got six of them lined up, they go instantly, they know, man, this manager has made Circle of Diamonds six years. Yeah. That's pretty impressive because it's not an easy thing to do. Everything has to go right. So those kind of visual cues and recognition, I think, make a big difference. Well, and can I, can I add one, one more thing here? Um, you know, Donna, you were talking about how 
you, you know, you'll have, um, you know, barbecue for everybody, you know, get together at the office. Um, I know, you know, uh, in our company and our history, you know, uh, sometimes um, our leaders will make breakfast for the team in the morning, or they'll do like a family picnic where everybody meets up on a Saturday, you know, maybe it's, uh, in our neck of the woods, maybe it's down on the Chattahoochee River, you know, one of those little pavilions and the kids are there and uh, we'll probably give out some awards and eat some good food. But we have folks in the company who have been here many decades who talk about those and they kind of talk about them wistfully, right? Yeah. Because we have a lot of folks now and it's really hard to do that kind of thing. And they miss that. And to me, that's a huge, huge advantage that a smaller team has. Right. I mean, it, it really is because yeah. you, you think, well, I'm just getting food and we're all just getting together and I'm saying hi to mama and, and you can't, it, it's more than that. It, it really is. It really is. It's, it's funny. People, you know, we'll, we'll be in Bermuda and they're like, man, I miss those barbecues. We used those catfish fries we used to do up at <laughs> Lake Altoona, you know, yeah. I'm serious. No, that's I, I don't stuff. doubt that one bit. I don't doubt it one bit. I because I, I have the same feelings. I really do. I mean, we don't. I don't meet folks in for a two-hour lunch, and that's our Christmas party anymore. We're a little bit more sophisticated than that now, but I do miss those. I mean, because they were yeah they were pretty fun. So that so you you uh, have come a long way with all of this, and and it's uh, uh, you know it, it's pretty interesting stuff, and it, and it. it definitely uh you can see it in the success of the company and that kind of interest what was kind of interesting to me from going from what is it uh 1978 at 800,000 to 2021 over 300 million so some of it has to be working but what do you see for let, let's switch gears and say what what's the vision for the future of arrow for the next 5 years 10 years and beyond and what do you think that the industry holds? I mean, all the consolidation and whatnot. Yeah. Where, where, where do you think? Uh, where do you think it's all going? Hang on, before well, you guys answer that question, yeah. I want to give a visual for our audience. Um, both Tim and Emily just donned robes, and they are they are. There's a bright light coming out in front of us. <laughs> <them. laughs> <laughs> 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 okay, maybe yeah, not, for, not maybe not for the arrow question, but for the industry question, yes. they are definitely yeah. whipping it out. So there you go. Uh, well, but, but they're well, going to be right. You know, they're going to be right. So again, okay. <laughs> hey, you throw it up against the wall, you get lucky sometimes, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, as far as arrow goes. Um, we're going to keep having a good time here, man. I mean, we, we like to say that we are uh, 58 years young and we talk about that internally, uh, very intentionally, which as I get older, I really appreciate that. You know, I'm 46 years young. Yeah, baby. Um, but, it, you know, it took us 47 years as a company to surpass $100 million in revenue. It, you know, these rock stars are just tearing it up. It took uh, seven years to surpass $200 million. It took them three years to surpass 300 million, which they did in like, they, they beat it by a year um, in the middle of a pandemic, okay? And we anticipate we'll be surpassing 500 million in, in five years. So, you know, okay, those are numbers. Woohoo, that's a, a scoreboard if you want it to be. I mean, it, anybody can grow. Anybody can sell new business, pile revenue on, but you want to do it 
at least we want to do it in a particular way, okay? And it doesn't really mean that much if we're not able to keep our culture, okay, and keep taking care of our folks, investing in our folks. It's just, I mean, if we wanted to just be the biggest, I mean, people are begging to give us money and we're like, we don't want it, you know? Um, But I always tell our folks, you know, hear those numbers and now throw them aside, guys, because all you should hear in them is opportunity, 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 okay? Because it creates new opportunities for our rock stars, okay? And they are rock stars. I don't say that tongue in cheek. They are just amazing. Um, And it creates new jobs for our country and the local communities we serve. And um, honestly, we have have almost 3,000 rock stars here at Arrow. I'm biased, right? I think they're the best of the best in the industry. And and our future is going to be amazing as, as a company. And my other prediction uh, just generally is we're going to get older and pay more taxes. <laughs> <laughs> that, may, that may come sooner than later. But uh, yeah, I mean, if, if I'm reading between the lines here, Tim, Emily just gave the arrow side. And I think she's leaving it up to you to do the Notre Dame's part here of what's happening. Oh, in the yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> thank you for what you just paid for. Right. Uh, That's right. <laughs> Uh-huh. You know, when we look at it, the way we see it is, you know, the markets we serve uh, continue to grow, right? And uh, they continue to grow in population. Uh, they have uh, net increases. If you follow some of that data, right, where they look every year, how many people move in, how many people move out. Uh, you know, we're operating in 12 states now and those uh, still are growing. And guess what? Those people need our services. And uh, we want to be the one to provide to them. So that that doesn't mean we have rose-colored glasses. That doesn't mean we're not thinking about, hey, what if, right? What if we go through a pandemic? I mean, nobody knew when that started, right? How was that going to play out? Obviously, our business grew through that as the industry did. Uh, but there obviously can be downturns, and you need to be prepared for those. Best way to be prepared for those is to be in a very strong financial position and keep yourself there have great people and great leaders because when things are going right, the leadership doesn't show itself as much. But when you start having some issues, that's when you really can see that you've got good leadership. So you want to make sure that you've got that. Obviously, you know, you develop contingency plans. And, you know, one of our favorite sayings is planning's great until you get hit in the mouth. And then when you get hit in the mouth, your plan kind of goes out the window, right? <laughs> well, you know, obviously, I think you could relate that to what we've been through the last couple of years, right? You had a plan and then something new hits you, you have to be able to react to that and do it in a way that protects your business and where you want to go. So I think, you know, you just want to be prepared for those situations. So Emily, I know you were uh, grabbing something there you wanted to talk about as well. Well, just one other thing. um, and, And then I'll share that on the industry is, you know, obviously industry consolidation I mean, I, I I don't think this is a secret, <laughs> you know, everybody sees how it's been. And I honestly see that continuing um, just as much, if not more. But at the same time, I see uh, new folks getting into our industry and starting companies. I mean, one of the best parts of, about our industry is that if you work hard, and and you treat people well, you can still achieve the American dream. I mean, you can't think about it. I mean, it doesn't matter if you have a college degree or 
quite frankly, even a high school degree. As long as you've got a hard damn work ethic and, and, and you, you, you treat people well and do well with people, you can still achieve the American dream. So as, as fast as we see folks, you know, maybe they decide to retire, they, they want to move on, what have you, there are just as many people getting in. And I, I personally don't see our industry shrinking. And to me, it's one of the best parts of the industry because everybody can solve that American dream and smaller companies always push us. They push us to do better. They're, they're, they're going to use the latest technology. They're going to be on the forefront of everything where we're over here kind of like in this aircraft carrier, kind of clunky, like, oh, we have to bolt this onto this system or whatever. So I, you know, industry consolidation to me is just kind of interesting and um, and I always know new folks are getting in. But uh, the other thing I wanted to um, end on is, you know, we were talking about things that any size company can do, right? So um, for folks who are listening, um, you can't see this right now, but I'm holding up a baby onesie, you know, the little onesies that you put on babies. And it's it's got our Aero logo and our Aero family of brands on the front. And then fun sayings like Aero Strong and all the stuff on the back. And I started this years ago. And um, whenever I'd hear about somebody in the company who was having a baby or their spouse is having a baby, I'd be like, you need a onesie. And I'd send them a onesie to their home and I'd, I'd send a personal card with it. And, you know, over time, it's, it's like the, the challenge coin. Like people are like, I didn't get my onesie, you know? And I'm like, man, we have major procreation here. So now I got I got a system down pat um, to to get it out to everybody. But let me tell you something. This means a lot to people. You know, I mean, this is us getting to step into their world and just have a small moment of that big life moment. And um, you know, people send in their pictures with their little. I mean, these babies are just oh, Emily, they're can adorable. You, can you do me a favor? Yeah. Can you send that to Dan? I think it'll fit him. Jan has such a big brain. I don't even think this thing would fit his head with that big brain in it. That's right. I'd never get my head through that thing. <laughs> All right. Listen, Emily and Tim, this has been absolutely fantastic. I have very much enjoyed sitting down with you guys. I feel like we've been friends forever. It's been fun listening um, what you guys are doing at Arrow. I'm always impressed with you guys. I'm always impressed to hear what you have to say. And I learned a few things. I did not know it was National Hot Chocolate Day. And Emily, I did not know that you were the same age that I am. Um, so, but I. Uh, you're young, baby. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what I'm going to say, too. So, Dan, before we close out, any parting thoughts? Well, since both of you have a couple of years on me, uh, I really uh, appreciate everything that uh, that you did uh, coming on, and and you've got an incredible company, and it's it's just terrific. And and I agree with you; the future is really bright for the industry, and we just see Absolutely. so many young people coming in. And yeah. it when I got in, it wasn't a glamour industry. Now it's starting to yeah. become a glamour industry, you know. So uh, we really appreciate you coming on, and absolutely, uh, thank you so much. Well, thank you guys so much. It was an honor to be asked to be on. I'm like a fangirl of y'all. Love listening to the podcast. Keep them coming. And um, hey, the the um, the respect is mutual. What what both of you and and now together with this have done is um, is amazing. Absolutely amazing. I have a lot of respect for both of you. 
So thank you again, guys. Thank you. Thanks so much. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, you're very welcome. Well, everyone, you did it again. You've, you've managed to waste another 40-some minutes with Dan and I, but we have absolutely had some fantastic guests. This has been one of our best episodes that I've seen. And just a reminder that if you enjoyed this episode or any other episode that we have, please rate us on in you know Apple or Spotify, however it is that you uh, consume our podcast. And with that, we will see you all next time. Take care, guys. Thanks again, Emily and Tim. See ya.